Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Cove. And this week we're going to try out something a little different. We haven't really talked much about music before, even though it's one of both of our biggest interests and Mm -hmm. passions. I mean, we were kind of waiting to see if, you know, a big album dropped, like Drake or something. But didn't really happen so far. But last month, there was a bunch of stuff released. And we figured, why not do kind of a wrap-up on the whole month? In the future, we might do this again. Sometimes we might just sneak certain projects into the speed round. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. We're trying it out. Feel free to let us know your thoughts. But yeah, so... There were a lot of projects for us to tackle, so this will be part one of April music releases, and then we'll do a part two after, separately. So maybe let's start off with the, the smaller ones, some some EPs. And if you don't know, an EP is basically like a mini project, usually like five to six tracks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything more than that. It's like, I would just call it an album. Even though I feel like I've seen like an eight-song EP, but it's like, bro, yeah, just do two more songs and call it an album. Right. Um, And it's kind of like a taste test or a sampler. mm -hmm. What does EP stand for? (laughs) Extended play. (laughs) See, you learn something new every day because I didn't know that. But yeah, let's get into one of our favorites right now. Omar Apollo. Yeah. Homie from Indiana. Yes, sir. That's where Jack was born. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But my mom was. Yeah, see, he's deep-rooted in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, he put out an EP last year called Stereo, which we both liked a lot. And now this is another EP before his album. Wow, two EPs. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep that momentum going. That's true, I guess. It's a little less work than just releasing the album, but yeah, two EPs. So, I mean, how would you describe his sound? This dude's different, for sure. He's like a new age, funky, just like hints of James Brown or something (laughs) in there with light vocals. R&B-ish. R&B-ish. This dude is just a bowl of soup with everything in it. <laughs> he could do it all. He could sing, dance. Hip-hop elements mixed in. Little, yeah. He got some bars in some of his songs. <laughs> um, but it's, like, tasteful and, like, super chill. So you're you're not going to get something super hip-hop-y, but also not super funky, not super R&B. It's somewhere, like, in between all that. Um, right. Which is why I like him, and he's, like, appealing to my ears. But, yeah. Yeah. What would you say he sounds like to you? I mean, Unless pretty much, damn, you nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty dope sound. Um, I'm not saying at all that like he is like this person or wants to be like it, but I think of like, I don't know, Bruno Mars or something, where like he has range and it's fun and it's going to give you like soul and R&B and little hip hop if he can and funk all in one. Do you think he could become like a Bruno Mars in terms of popularity? Yeah, he could be even bigger too because he's like a foot, a whole foot (laughs) taller than him. 
Yeah, dude is super tall. <laughs> and we all know Bruno Mars is just a few inches taller than Peter Dinklage, who plays the imp in Game of Thrones, if you don't know. <laughs> no, but yeah, um, I could see him somewhere in the future becoming something like that. I feel like also, besides just the music, I mean, that factors into this too, but he also has the possibility of becoming this different kind of pop star that's a mixture of like Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, Selena, Rosalia, you know, like he has all these different kinds of things that combine to make him up. That was something I guess I forgot to mention, but the boy could also do it in Spanish. So he's going to kill it both in Latin America and in the U.S. and Europe if he has to. Like, yeah, the dude could do it all. Yeah. Mexican, American boy. That's what America looks like today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, So we're going to try out this thing here. It's pretty much like five categories that I guess we like to consider when we think about how good a album or project EP is. So, yeah. First up, we got Omar Apollo with his new EP, Friends. Let's start with the first thing. Replay value. So for this project... I would say that replay value is pretty high for me. One thing that will kind of reveal itself with time is that the only kind of con I have with the replay value at the moment is that the two singles he put out beforehand lead it off and end it. So for me, since I've heard those more now, I primarily am listening to everything in between. Mm. And so I'll have to see, like, as time goes by, how that affects how I listen to the project as a whole. For me, it's not that high. It's just not my favorite from him. So, yeah, I haven't really been into it all that much. But those two singles he put out are fucking dope. So, (laughs) yeah, I guess those two songs I'd put up there, but the rest of the album or the rest of the EP, eh, not so much. All right, so next category. This one is not a pro or con, Mm. but it's more of a question. What is the mood or the location you like to listen to it in? So basically, do you like to listen to it in the car, at home, at a party, in the morning, at night? You know, just like the ideal place, time, or mood, you know? Yeah. So what would you say for this one? See, Omar makes like... These like very sing-along type songs Mm -hmm. that they're just kind of like perfect for right in the car, you know, no matter the mood. Like (laughs) this project was a little bit moodier than stereo, but could still play it in the car and be fine with it. Um, So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What about you? It's probably (laughs) a little unexpected, but I was listening to it. When I was playing basketball the other day. What? And so I'm going to say an outdoor basketball court. At the b-ball court? <laughs> Damn. I would, for sure, caught me fully off guard right there. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. So on the next little category, we're going to go with a little bit of a fun one, which would be album cover. Yeah. So you guys can't see it, but when you look it up, which hopefully you should... You can see it. Yeah. Literally, yes. We're talking about it. You can pop it open right now. 
give you a second. Ding. There you go. <laughs> um, it's dope. I like the cover. I don't know that I envision the sound of the album with the cover, mm-hmm. but it's still dope. It's one of those covers where it's kind of like a collage-esque image and more of a feeling than an actual singular image, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would say to me it fits the music pretty well for most songs not every song but i'd say overall it works pretty well i'd pro it yeah i guess you changed my mind a little bit when you said it's more of a mood than like a visual thing right so yeah good good work over there i'm (laughs) changing my mind that quickly but still dope I, i still like the cover so pro for you so pro for sure yeah next category on the list did it disappoint meet your expectations go above your expectations per con it was a little slightly on the disappointing end because again i'll bring it up again stereos like up there the whole album i had it like on rotation for a while Mm -hmm. probably still till now like i'll pop the songs on and they still hit and i kind of wanted the same feelings but omar was feeling a little bit moodier um Still had that little funkiness to him, his little style, but some songs where he slows you down a little bit and makes you think about life. And <laughs> so, yeah, I'm leaning a little bit on the disappointing end. What about you? So con for you, light con. For yeah, you. So, so light, very light, light con. I'm going to say pro. Like it was also not what I was expecting, but for me in a good way. Mm-hmm. I like those more stripped down songs where it's just like a light guitar and his vocals. I feel like I could listen to him sing anything and it's going to sound good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pro for me. And you were also bringing up the project in comparison to stereo. And that also goes with another category of ours, which is discography. And for Omar, really, it's just only that to compare to so we heard your thoughts i'll basically say that in comparison to that i would put it above stereo (laughs) not that i dislike stereo i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it but at least at the moment maybe just because it's new that i prefer this but Mm. that's how i feel right now i'm not mad at that i mean this project is different but not in a bad way I guess it was like a little disappointing to me just because we only had an EP from him. Right. And I kind of wanted like an entire album. <laughs> right. That felt like stereo. Yeah. But he decided to kind of go a slightly different route. Right. And it's like, damn, like I, I wish mean, I had more, but it also like shows his range. Like right. it's not in a bad way. Yeah. And like we were saying, EPs are like a sampler. So right. this is him showing that other side while giving some new music while people wait for that right yeah so it's kind of like giving everyone a taste of what he can do so i'm not mad at that at all but yeah i just want that full album now yeah with stereo sounds but (laughs) yeah so i guess overall you're placing this on their pro side for sure right yeah i would say pro overall i'm maybe like that smack in the middle like if you envision a bar, right? From 1 to 100. 50 being the middle. 49 is a con. 51 <laughs> is a light pro. I'm like at 
50, arguably 51, because it's still, like, good music. <laughs> Maybe a light pro, but just not exactly what I'd want it, you know? And, you know, music is made for me, not for <laughs> anyone else. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Omar took a while because we were introducing categories and kind of explaining how it's going to work for each artist, but mm -hmm. these should be shorter for the rest of them. And also, we don't have as much to say for certain ones, too. Right. But that being said, next on EPs, we have Jimmy Somewhere, a young kid from Norway, who put out his EP called Pony Boy. The title is inspired by the character from the film The Outsiders. So, yeah. I mean, I've known of his stuff for a bit, but I think I showed you maybe one or two videos from him in the past, but you weren't as familiar. So let's start off with how would you describe his sound yourself on this project? Hmm. See, when you first put me on to him, I was just drawn to his voice. Mm -hmm. Super dope. It's like clean, real nice, really soft, uh, pre-puberty justin bieber um, <laughs> not really but <laughs> that like super nice kind of like youthful voice which is kind of dope um, yeah but with like cool little instrumentals it's a very like american sound but cool that you mentioned he's from norway and like, right it's cool to see the american music like affecting the the style and inspiration over there you know and fun fact, actually, on this, he made almost all of it within this, like, three-month period when him and, like, his two best friends from Norway who also do music on, like, the production side, they came to L.A. for a few months and worked on it nonstop here. Your boy is two for two right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, that's dope. Nothing but facts from Jack. <laughs> He's two for two as well. Yeah, and he has, like, a mixture also of kind of indie alternative rock stuff mm -hmm. with hip-hop. This project brought in more of this sound, to me, that reminds me of, like, male bands from, like, the early 2000s, like, alternative rock. And in a good way, in a tasteful way, like, the best of that sound, he brought it in. I can see that for sure. Yeah, and it's like a... You can compare it to that, but somehow it still feels like new and yeah, for not sure. like a copy of it. But yeah, you can still see the inspiration from it, which is kind of dope. And you also mentioned when we were watching one of his videos, he also has great visuals that it reminded you a little bit of like Roy Blair and Kevin Abstract as well. Yeah, I'd compare him a lot to like Roy Blair. Both have like even the voice. like Yeah. If it's someone that didn't know, like, either of them, and you play, like, two songs without telling them that it was two different people, they might not know, which is kind of interesting. But, yeah. Let's go into the categories. So, replay value. I would say that, for me, it's pretty strong. Yeah, I'd put it somewhere in the middle of there as well. But I feel like it connects highly to the next one which right. is like a uh, mood and location yeah i was thinking the same thing because to me it feels very emotional and 
nostalgic at points mm-hmm. and it's definitely a certain kind of music as well um there's no better place to listen to nostalgic music than in your room (laughs) put it on speaker not super loud but you know just like ambient yeah room just chilling while you're like on the computer or just surfing through (laughs) ig or social media yeah i think like his album just plays well in a room environment yeah so yeah so the place that i'm gonna say for this is walking around the suburbs and like cutting through a park maybe hopping on the swings that's i mean that's nostalgic right there yeah (laughs) so yeah that's fine (laughs) i thought you were gonna take it somewhere else but that works so album cover which in this case is basically a photo of him with his like blue green dyed hair against the grass flash on his hand up and it looks like he's gotten a punch to the eye kind of in the character of pony boy from the outsiders Mm -hmm. pro or con for you i'd give it a light pro i like the colors on it it's a little blown out but that's part of the effect of it makes my boy look super pale (laughs) um but yeah colors are dope like makeup around the eye hair color grass on the border all works Yeah, I would say light pro is a good way to put it because I do like it. I think maybe it could have been a little stronger Mm -hmm. somehow. I'm not totally sure. Maybe if he was wearing like a dope striped shirt with Mm -hmm. some cool colors, it could have worked even better. That could be it, yeah. But otherwise, I like it. So maybe that's my only complaint. Right. Agree. So in terms of like expectations, would you say it's disappointing or not disappointing? I would say pro. I would say that I had decent expectations and it met them and even went beyond them in certain ways. So I would say pro. Yeah. I mean, he's super new to me, but it was a good introduction. So, you know, my expectations were (laughs) zero. So, (laughs) right. So yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it a pro. And in terms of his discography the next category he hasn't put out a ton of stuff he put out an ep before and so i mean it was definitely a huge step up from his last project and then overall yeah pro for me yeah pro it looking forward to seeing like what he'll roll out next and how it sounds yeah and jimmy's only 20 so still pretty young barely out of those teenage years and also Jimmy spells his name J-I-M-I, in case you're trying to look him up. So, Jimmy somewhere. The last one for EPs, we have a girl from the UK, not too far from Norway. And I'm going to say her name. I don't know fully if it's the right pronunciation. Good luck. (laughs) And I couldn't find for sure confirming it anywhere, but Beba Doobie. That's seven vowels in there um it's all lowercase all one word b-e-a-b-a-d-o-b-e-e for those who want to look it up she put out a project called love worm and the only other notable thing is that she's signed to dirty hit which is the same british label as the 1975 which is pretty popular group 
and they vouch for her so yeah and she has dope red hair also yeah so we got a hair connection so far yeah pro on the hair pretty dope and yeah she's only 18 even younger than jimmy how would you describe her sound though i would say that it's pretty indie rock heavy with like a bedroom pop shoegazy feel to it yeah i think you got that one very heavy like on the strings Mm -hmm. familiar sound yeah very indie so i only found her somewhat recently and this was your first time listening to her so let's start off with replay value what do you think i put this in a similar level as the last project we talked about jimmy somewhere's project where i play it like it has decent replay value but it's all depending on like where i am and the mood Mm -hmm. and yeah like if i'm in my room and i just want to play that indie pop your head to it but doesn't take much to like listen to it like you don't really have to sing along it or right be like dancey to it just like bop your head to it this is perfect like yeah it's like a mood in itself right for sure like hashtag this a mood (laughs) yeah so i guess it all depends on like what i'm doing where i am and how i'm feeling for me it feels very much like something you listen to out in the sun see that especially in the summer months or something i was gonna say and i think this is like a me thing where like anytime i hear like a indie rock mm-hmm. little poppy like cool little guitar strings i'm thinking like <laughs> school's about to be out like yeah. summer break <laughs> is coming like get on a roofless jeep and like ride to the sun somewhere in the beach and like yeah just chill with the homies or like your friends or whatever right and these albums kind of have that which is maybe why like i feel it works with the nostalgia thing like to when you were younger or chilling with friends or being in a room and that like whole social thing to it yeah Um, but yeah these these albums kind of bring those kinds of thoughts and memories one other point adding to that too is that i feel like it's not only our own personal nostalgia to that music but also from what we've seen in movies where that music is often used in those type of situations you know so whether we realize it or not it's seeped into us as well and our own memories we're always being brainwashed by (laughs) the government and hollywood hey man in this case (laughs) i don't mind it that's true so also since you were new to her and i mean i'm still pretty new to her too what'd you think of the album cover pro or con this album cover is interesting to say the least it's very like hand-drawn feel to it reminds me of like something you'd see in cartoon network adult swim or something Mm -hmm. cool colors it's a big ass warm and like a lot of little warms around it with like a golden brick wall in the back i give it a light pro it's fun yeah i would say pro Mm -hmm. i like it and i feel like it fits the music too especially like the colors yeah colors like super important when it comes to album covers like yeah it's an easy way to attract people and like we mentioned with jimmy somewheres too like his 
use of color, whether it was the grass or his hair, it like brings you in, even though it could have been slightly better. And in terms of expectations for the project, what would you say? Disappointing, not disappointing? I would say that since I hadn't had a lot of time with her stuff before, I didn't have a ton of expectations going into it. But I would say that it definitely met them and went above. So I would say pro. Same. New to me, just like Jimmy. I'd pro it. It's a it's a mood, you know, if you want to listen to it. It's going to be my thing. And then overall, I'd say pro. Yeah, I'd pro it. All right, so that ends EPs. Now into albums. So first up, we got Gus Dapperton, who is from New York, but looks like he could be from Europe, too. Like Or outer space. Yeah. <laughs> you ask me. Boy got the crazy bowl cut. It's wow. Like, <laughs> it's like his signature. It's strong. Like <laughs> it's up there with like Anthony Davis's unibrow. <laughs> it's up there with like Aaron Judge's gap teeth. <laughs> up there with Theo Vaughn's mullet. It's strong, bro. It's strong for sure. Yeah. On top of that, he has color on that thing. Yeah. And he switches up the color too. So we're back to back to back on hair colors right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of dope. I mean, he also has an indie type of sound, mm-hmm. although it's a little more almost like punkish mm-hmm. in a way. Let's say that. Especially because he has this like raspy mm-hmm. kind of voice. Yeah, he has like, I don't want to say it's that, but yeah, like a. I mean, it can be very smooth too. But it also has this, like, sharpness to it. Yeah. I guess punk would be good. But, yeah, he has, like, his presence and just his look is super colorful. But it's, like, a colorful emo in a way, which is weird. That's, yeah, that's And it flows good. very well. And then you add, like, his voice and his style and punk. It kind of goes well together. Right. Um, and I have to say, too, like, he's the only person I've seen who can rock a bowl cut well. And, like, make it look dope. Yeah, somehow it, like, works for him. And I know a lot of people have tried it. I think, like, Majid Jordan, both of them, it just wasn't it. But this guy just works it. Even, like, Woe from Stranger Things, like, bruh, like, you just know it's, like, nah, it's rough. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it just doesn't work. But Gus also has, like, this very, like, high-end model appearance to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which means, like, you could try everything out and it kind of looks good on you just because you have that like physique. But yeah, Boca is there and it works. In terms of categories, maybe for albums, let's try something different. We're experimenting with this. So let's see. Yeah, making changes <laughs> mid-episode. That's how we do it. So let's start off with album cover, which is, you know, the first thing you see. So basically... It's very minimal. It's a portrait of him with this crazy blue light on him. And it's like a headshot. And it has, of course, the bolt cut. Strong. Do you like it overall? Would you pro con it? It works. So I'd give it a pro. Just because, like... It gets the job done. It gets the job done. It feels like him... Like I mentioned, every time... Like, if I picture him, I picture, like, colors. Right. You know also has his look which is the bow cut and like 
his model like face um mm-hmm. a few days ago we were in the car my girlfriend was there and i played one of his songs so i had like the album cover on my iphone and i just pointed at it and i asked my girl so what do you think this is a boy or a girl before my girlfriend got to answer i said oh it doesn't matter because it's 2019 <laughs> <laughs> facts, um, facts but yeah I think she said that's a boy, but it was, I think, because I asked the question, she was kind of like, it has to be a boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe she saw the name, too, was yeah. Gus, and she was like, oh. But she's like, damn. No, but yeah, he has, like, very feminine features, like, high cheeks and, like, freaking, like, the smoothest skin, even if it's <laughs> makeup. I don't know if it is. Seems like he has, like, eyeliner on and stuff. I guess, depending who you are, it could be off-putting, but Gus don't care like yeah gus is gus gus is gus and you're gonna accept him for who he is you know and yeah we went into a conversation on whether (laughs) he was gay or not which i don't know no he has a girlfriend he has a girl that's what i mean so (laughs) hey stay on there and and she shot the album cover damn (laughs) power couple that's what's up but yeah there you go looks don't matter be who you want to be we're also like an inspirational show so so it's like yeah I feel like this is what he should do for all his albums. <laughs> Just like switch the light color and it would work. I'm not really saying that, like for sure try other shit, but that'd be interesting. So pro for you on the cover. No oh, yeah. Cool pro. Yeah, I would say pro. I would say that I'm still like feeling it out in terms of how well it fits all the music. But I think just as a visual it looks dope and it feels like him, like you said. So I think in that sense, it definitely works. What about expectations? I'd go to the pro side for sure. It's like he gave me what I liked from him, which Mm -hmm. is just like dope sounds, cool lyrics, shit to sing along. Yeah, even like catchy songs, like overall good music. So yeah, I'd pro it easily. I would give it a light pro for now just because it's one of those albums where... It's taking me a little longer to digest. Mm. And I would say that so far it's for sure consistent with his sound. Mm. And I like all the production on the album. The singles he released beforehand are still my favorites. Mm -hmm. But that might be because I haven't had as much time with the others so far. But yeah. And then in terms of his discography... I mean, he's only put out some small things before, so this was his first actual album. So it's hard to really compare. Mm, right. And then, like, overall, I would give it a pro because yeah. I like him and it's his stuff. So, Right. I'd pro it. I mentioned before, he just gave you Gus Dapperton to the face. So Yeah. Just take it, digest it, keep listening. Yeah. Gonna... Go a little different route with this next album, though. Schoolboy Q. Oh, boy. Going a little hip-hop rap. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of hip-hop, you for sure know Q. He's part of TDE, a.k.a. the camp of Kendrick Lamar. And the two of them are great friends as well. Kendrick is a little more like a modern-day Tupac, in a way. Dang. That was strong. (laughs) Q is more of a rapper who will bring you, like, the harder tracks. 
and the harder rhymes. Not that Kendrick doesn't have those kind of songs and bars too, but Q is different. Yeah, Q's gonna give you a little bit more of like a more regional rap. Like some of his songs, you can easily tell he's from California. Yeah, that he's LA, gonna give you West Coast. Rap. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna give you that, but not to say that he sticks to it like a YG or something. Right. Half of his album could easily be more mainstream, like mm-hmm. palatable for everyone else across the country. He can make a catchy song, but he also has the lyrics, but he also has like deep rooted songs that feel like a Dr. Dre beat. He could give you all, which makes him kind of dope. Mm-hmm. Let's get started with that album covered. What you think of it? See, I feel like it's kind of tricky because I like it, but I don't know over time how well it'll hold up. Basically, it's this like drawing of a person with a paper bag over their head and a hoodie and almost it has like, like a painting, right? Yeah, or like almost like a painting meets comic book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type vibe. And then it has like a side panel where the title crash talk is written in like graffiti type tag lettering Mm -hmm. i actually like like it except for that crash talk (laughs) tag on it so if like the cover the whole cover was just you know what that might be it i'm like putting my thumb over it it's just like too thick like yeah it's not even just a border it's like a quarter or possibly more of the square that makes the album cover yeah i'd say it's like roughly a quarter yeah like roughly a quarter and it's like all black with the text i feel like if it was just the drawing or painting of him with the paper bag and the money and maybe it just said crash talk like on his sweater or Or maybe don't even put it yeah then i'd give it like a solid solid pro but just because of that because if you center him you just make the whole background the yellow it probably is a lot better. It's super dope. Yeah, yeah, like, it's good artwork. So, yeah, because of that text on the side, very light pro. Like, in the middle or light pro, yeah. I'm going to say light con. Mm, yeah. But it's not terrible right. or anything. Now I also can't unsee that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it does feel like the music, though, on the album. So, mm-hmm. that's to its advantage. Right, right. So, expectations, pro or con pro heavy pro i say this in connection with discography mm-hmm. because schoolboy q has been on our radar for like years and years now yeah and he's had hits like i like some of his songs but when it comes to like overall projects i wouldn't i can't even name you any other of his <laughs> projects i can name you a couple of songs like i mean everyone knows fucking collard greens i think my mom knows that song <laughs> <laughs> but like projects overall i was never into like an entire project of his and this completely changed it for me overall where i wasn't expecting much from it but he for sure exceeded my expectations so i'd give it a good pro for sure this one is the best so far Mm -hmm. and blew away my expectations like it's just a really solid strong album strong album features are great great length like I have very little bad to say about the album. Yeah, and I feel like there's not even any fillers, skippables, anything. Like, it's just dope. I would pro it overall. Yeah, I'd 
pro it overall. It also transitions well. Gives you like a little bit of the hard that we see, like that hood shit. But it gives you like poppier songs, great hooks with like Ty Dolla Sign. He has Twenty One Savage, Kid Cudi, has Low Baby, Travis with like the hits. Like he has it all. So yeah, pro for sure. So that wraps up part one of this April music series. We'll take a break here and come back with some more next episode. Let's wrap it up for this episode with our usual closing segment. I gave the pro of the week last week, so now it's your turn. What you got? Uh, Feels good to be positive. (laughs) You know, it's baseball season, and we hit up a baseball game where we got to see Vlad Jr., the phenom. For those who don't know, Vladimir Guerrero was basically a baseball legend. Yeah, played for the Montreal Expos which are now the Washington Nationals, and later on in his career, played for the LA Angels, or at the time, the California Angels. It was a while ago, but... Weren't they Anaheim Angels at that the point? The Anaheim Angels. Yo, why are they switching their names so much? I always think me. of them as Anaheim Angels. Same. But yeah, and now his son, who is now 20 years old, made his Major League debut last week, and this week we actually got to watch him live. This was a game at Angel Stadium, so it had that extra significance, I'm sure, for him as well to play in the stadium where his dad played for part of his career. And you mentioned also that Vlad, his dad, played for the Montreal Expos when they were still a team. And now the only team left in Canada is the Toronto Blue Jays, who... Vlad Jr. plays for. But yeah. And he's supposed to be like the second coming. Like he's the top prospect. In the major leagues. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, We didn't really see him hit a home run or anything crazy like that. But we did see that pitchers were afraid to pitch to him. He got a couple of walks and it was cool to see him. I could say I was there to see him when he first came up. So positive for me. Since I'm on the negative side, mm-hmm. I'm going to say my con of the week is that we didn't get to see his first home run. We could have witnessed something historic, but nah, he left us disappointed. Yeah. I was hoping for that too, but hey, at the very least, I have a video on my phone of him getting a walk, so <laughs> <laughs> that's something. But yeah, I'll wrap it up for this week. Yep. So you guys know the deal. You can... Follow us on social media at Cesspool Network. Let us know what you think. You can also hit us up on email, network at gmail.com. That's C-E-S-S-P-O-O-L network. And yeah. Yeah. And this one's crucial. It would mean a lot since we tried something different. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Um, if you think it sucks, just say it. Say it straight up. I'm your host, Kev. And I'm Jack. Tune in next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.